This is Shop Talk, our weekly discussion of journalism issues. I'm Rich Egger. I'm Will Buss. And I'm Pam Peters. We have a couple sports journalism-related issues to discuss today. One is about NFL broadcaster Carissa Thompson, who apologized after she revealed that she made up reports during games while she was a sideline reporter. She also later seemed to walk back her comments, saying she never lied and has never been unethical during her time as a sports broadcaster. Uh, the other topic concerns Sports Illustrated, which apparently used AI to generate some of its articles. When the website Futurism reached out to Sports Illustrated about this, all of the AI-generated authors disappeared from its site. Later, Sports Illustrated blamed a contractor. So uh, some ethics issues, I think, in uh, both of those cases. Perhaps uh, first we want to talk about the sideline reporter. I don't watch a lot of the NFL, but usually what I see from sideline reporters is not too hard-hitting to start with. But I, I don't know that it really matters whether it's, it's hard-hitting or not. Uh, you shouldn't be making up stuff just because you couldn't get a hold of the coach. Even if the coaches all say pretty much the same thing when they're interviewed by sideline reporters, you shouldn't just be making stuff up. Well, and I do watch my share of NFL games on Sundays, Monday nights, and what have you. And I, hearing this, I may uh, look at this with a whole new lens uh, be a little suspicious, I suppose. You know, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's unforgivable to begin with. I th- I think uh, and you know for someone who and I before we uh, went to talk about this I kind of look around and I found a few websites again they're websites but uh, I consistently found that this uh, NFL broadcaster Ms. Thompson you know she makes about seven hundred thousand dollars a year I mean and I don't think they just give that to anyone and she was someone who. Uh, was known for her reporting and for digging and for verifying things. And then she admits to this. I I don't think this is something uh, that could be forgivable. There's There are reporters that have been dismissed from their jobs for doing less than this. Um, there have been reporters that have, uh, a la Stephen Glass, uh, who was found at fabricated uh, dozens of stories uh, for the New Republic uh, in the late 90s. He was uh, dismissed and despite all his attempts to get back into journalism, despite his talents, has been uh, denied that. And uh, this is what I'm basically learning about uh, Carissa Thompson here. Uh, th- this this is an incredible problem and a giant red flag. We can sit here and say, well, it's sports, it's not hard-hitting, but it's a reputation thing, not just for her. I mean, um you know, she's somebody I watch a lot of NFL and that, and she's somebody I'm familiar with. Same thing. You know, mm-hmm. that's what she's known for is really digging for that information. I'm interested to see how it impacts her relationship and her job with the coaching staffs from these teams. You train sideline reporters to dig, to create those relationships, to develop relationships. And I know some it's – it's got a lot of NFL reporters, sideline reporters, extremely upset because – they do have to work hard to, to create those relationships, and they're even worried that, you know, how's this going to impact our relationship with these coaches now that we know she's saying this? And what bothers me is, even more is, as, as, as somebody that trains stu- people to do this and ha- has done this to an extent, is now you're not only saying, you're almost bragging about the fact that 
you did it and now you're trying to backtrack because you're probably worried about am I going to get a job mm-hmm. is you know what's going to happen and from what I understand of this part of the backtrack was the worry that Amazon Prime for Thursday Night Football was going to release her from her position um, and it does bother me that Amazon has pretty much just said well you know she's a good she's she's a well-known reporter she's a pretty face whatever it is we're just going to overlook this and act like it didn't happen, mm-hmm. um, which also concerns me about Amazon's um, their standards. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, right. they're breaking into this whole idea of airing NFL games mm-hmm. um, and airing sports. Yeah, you know, um, they don't have the best reputation because people are upset. We have to have Amazon Prime to watch games unless it's a local team. Right. So you already don't have the best relationship with your fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This may or may not help, and I hate to bring it in, but there's also the aspect, and I'm not a big fan of it, but it it's there, and it's part of our jobs now. It's part of a reality in sports broadcasting. It's the betting aspect of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hate to say it, but betting is becoming a big thing in sports, and they rely yeah. on those reports from the sideline about injuries, about how the teams are going to adjust to for people to place bets or whatever. And again, I'm not a fan of it, but mm-hmm. it's reality of our job yeah. in sports broadcasting that that exists. So, yeah. Well, what she said she had made up was pretty bland. So it was nothing yeah. controversial right. to start with. But still, uh, uh, both of you seem more familiar with her work, and you both say she's known for really digging in her reporting. So... Doesn't this raise the question then, is she making something up if she's doing an investigative piece? At least even if she's not, even if she's doing the job perfectly, uh, that's going to raise questions, I think, in some people's minds. Is is she just making some of this up? It should. Yeah, it should. Um, there's no doubt about it. It should. Um, I'm not convinced that what she's – truly not convinced that what she said she was doing – is all that she was making up um, as somebody that watches this and um, and participates in it. And, and everybody should be skeptical about what she's saying, she what she was saying, and even to that extent, we'll still be skeptical about what she's saying because she has outwardly admitted, I made it up. Um, so, yeah, it should. Yeah. No, she's a liability now, I think. I mean, that, 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 it's, it's tarnished. Um, what would have been what would have been wrong uh, to have said I can't get a coach on the sideline? Do we have to do this bit right now or something like that? I don't understand that either. And, that- and that's and that's what you're trained to do. That's what you're taught to do. That's what right. other reporters do. And that's part of being a, a, a journalist and identifying or is admitting when th- things don't when things fall through or you can't get the information that you can or there's no comment or decline to co- that, that's part of the responsibility. But I mean, yeah. Well, uh, as an example. It is well known by sideline reporters in the NFL, if you're covering the Kansas City Chiefs, during the game, you're probably most likely not going to get a sideline report with Andy Reid. He does not discuss a lot of times during a game at halftime 
So if you're coming out saying you got a report, you better have him on camera giving that or it's questionable as to whether or not yeah. you're making it up. This expectation that you're going to get stuff while you're on the sideline. I was, I was always kind of impressed by mm-hmm. reporters. Oh, you actually got them to talk. And, 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 and that's up to the coach and the players mm-hmm. or really the coaching staff, I guess, to talk. Yep. And someone that has watched professional and college football for a long time and I'm a fan of that. I'm always kind of, OK, this is a, this is a nice addition to give us at home that are watching the game on our TV sets on our couch. But, uh, no, did I, I, I don't think, uh, if I were a coach, I don't think I would open up or talk about any strategies or anything. They don't owe it to the reporters to do that. It's their choice. And I don't think there's any, there's any shame or there's any, uh, sense of failure if a reporter says, I'm sorry, I couldn't mm-hmm. get coached to talk to me at halftime or, or Andy Reid or whoever coach is, mm-hmm. is well known for not doing that. Hey, before we uh, wrap up today's program, uh, I mentioned we want to talk a little bit, too, about Sports Illustrated and the apparent use of AI in some of its articles. We've talked about the use of AI in uh, reporting. A little bit surprising from Sports Illustrated, which is well known for its uh, reporting, or at least used to. I haven't paid much attention to the magazine for a number of years. Well known uh, initially for its journalism, maybe also a little bit later for its swimsuit issue. But uh, the journalism, I found it surprising that uh, Sports Illustrated uh, might have done something like this. I I was too rich. Um, I I think uh, I've I've always held the the publication in high esteem and someone who has in the past been a subscriber, a long subscriber, and enjoyed the articles, and it's always been known for top-notch writers and very well-known sports writers or writers in general that mm-hmm. have uh, passed through there. Uh, David McCullough, one of my favorite writers and historians, uh, began his career at Sports Illustrated. I was not aware of that. Yes, and, uh, you know, it's it, it's it's sad and surprising, but I think things have, maybe it shows the, the state of journalism and how maybe things have gotten become a little lacks, um, a little sloppy, to say the least. Um, and how they responded to this uh, is very disappointing, and I, I think it's going to set them back as well, I'm afraid. And it's very sad to see that, especially given its, uh, its reputation it had for a long time in, in sports journalism. No, I agree. I, when I saw this, it, it was baffling to me because same way, I, I grew up with sports, sports Illustrated is part of the reason I wanted to go into broadcasting, wanted to go into jur- sports journalism in, in mm-hmm. any capacity. And, um, yeah, there, it's it's going to tarnish their reputation, I think, for a long time because yeah. it goes back to that, can we question that anything that you say or write or put out there is really legit and, and real? And um, I, I'm interested to see where this goes because – there's a it's it's a deep subject there it seems like there's a lot of layers to what they were doing how they were doing it um we're still discovering or learning about how they're Mm -hmm. doing it that um i'm interested to see what fully comes out of this and it makes me wonder now if sports illustrated is doing this who else is doing this right yeah me Um, too it goes back to kind of what we've been talking about with ai Mm -hmm. you know who's already doing it and we don't know and I think we're still figuring out, as we've talked about before, what the use of AI is. I've I've read I've read arguments that well, no AI can verify and it can do this and that, but to serve as the the sole taking the job of a reporter, I I, I'm, I think we ought to be thoroughly convinced. I know that I am that it cannot take the po- take the take the place, be a, any kind of a substitute for a live, breathing, trained 
journalist because of what's happened here and what's what we see starting to happen elsewhere, elsewhere too. Well, and, and what what floored me with this this piece is that the company that owns Sports Illustrated, you know, it's one thing you're fabricating sports stories. They also run a business journal and a couple of other publications, yeah. and all of those publications have been found to have AI-generated stories. And when I was reading about the business part, I'm like, you're literally giving financial advice using an AI-generated yeah. article. Wow. That can literally destroy someone's livelihood if they're taking advice written yeah. by AI-generated mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Um, that's problematic. You know, it's one thing, yeah, it's Sports Illustrated. We hold them to, in high regard. It's sports. But now when you're going to a financial aspect, and right. even I think they said health <clears throat> health news as well, yeah. you're messing with people's lives. Um, yeah. th- so I'm very interested to see how, how the arena group itself, who owns Sports Illustrated now, responds to that because you're not just doing it with Sports Illustrated. You're doing it with other entities that you own so um yeah i think this is something to keep an eye on as to how they respond but also how this impacts journalism in the future yeah all right uh with that uh we're going to wrap up our discussion for this week our listeners can join us again next week for more of shop talk